Well, hey, everybody, welcome back. Dave DeBow here with another episode. And today, zooming in from beautiful Caledonia, Ontario, probably the youngest person I've interviewed on the show in a long time. Uh, maybe not in forever. Quentin, I, I think I, I interviewed a 16-year-old a few years ago, but 18 is pretty darn young to be getting into real estate investing, especially multifamily investing. So, Mr. Quinton Van Beek, welcome to the show. Nice to nice to meet you. Nice to have you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dave, for you know having me here on the podcast. Uh, I'm super excited to get started. Likewise. All right, man. So, what sparked this initial interest in real estate versus playing video games like all of your buddies are doing right about now? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I've always you know strived for a life of abundance and that financial freedom, living, living that lifestyle that we all dream of. And so, so, uh, well, first of all, let, let me pause you. You've always been striving through that. What sparked that? How did that kind of gel in your head? What, what first kind of got you interested? Yeah. Uh, I really think that growing up, um, would not really try to say it in the proper words, but I would hear, hear no a lot. Um, and I always thought that, you know, if there's something out there that I want, I kind of I want to be able to go and get it. I want to. I be hear to, you. All right. Well, that yeah. makes sense, right? Because you um, you wanted stuff, and mom and dad were the source <laughs> of the funds, and they said, "Hell no, kid. We can't afford yeah. it." Right? Is 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 that the idea? More or less, right? And you know, I just kind of thought, okay, if I want something, I've got to you know make the money and kind of you know get after that myself. And you got to be really financially sure self sufficient. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not really sure where that desire initially stemmed from, but that's just, you know, it's, it's how it all kind of came together. And I was just thinking, okay, how can I make money? How can I yeah, make so, money? So what, what led you down? What clued you in that real estate was the way to go? Cause quite frankly, Quentin, a, a lot of people in, in your generation are thinking online digital stuff. They're thinking computer stuff. They're thinking apps, games, whatever. Crypto, that's a huge one. What kind of led you down real estate? What what was that that really sparked real estate for you? Yeah, so I looked at uh, several options of, you know, different paths to wealth. You know, I looked at businesses, stocks and crypto, like you mentioned, and uh, real estate. And I saw real estate as a great investment. It was something that was a physical asset, something that steadily appreciated over time. Um, there was multiple different profit centers in real estate that you can take advantage of and different strategies you can do. It was a very interesting field to me. And uh, I saw it as something I could take advantage of. You know, uh, almost every single wealthy person has taken advantage of real estate. That is how they've built their wealth over time. And I saw that like, okay, you know, this is something I'm interested in. This is the path that I'm going to take to achieve the dreams that uh, I'm looking to go to go for. All right. Very cool. All right. So you kind of got sparked on real estate. How did you tiptoe into the waters? How did you get started? Yeah. So as any young kid, I just, you know, spent most of my time going through videos on YouTube and I kept hearing over and over again, network because real estate is a people game. It is really, when it comes down to everything, it's, it's the people, you know, your net worth is uh, your network and uh, finding a mentor, finding a coach or an educational institution to kind of get started in real estate is very important. So I set out and I found the, the closest networking event to me uh, for real estate investors, which was in Hamilton. And um, how far I away went, is that from Caledonia? Uh, it's about 15, 20 minutes, not okay, too far. Really close. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so in Hamilton, there's a 
a regular real estate investment club or a meetup or something like that? Or yeah, yeah, I do? go, I go every single month now. Um, uh -huh. I really, I found it on a website called Eventbrite, or everybody knows Eventbrite. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I said, all right, you know, I'm gonna go and give it a shot. It was very nerve wracking <laughs> leaving there, like being a young guy going yeah, to. Yeah, I would uh, imagine. Yeah. And meet up like this, like just thinking, like you know, being you got a bunch of old farts like and... me hanging around. And... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you don't uh, have to agree that that hardly, yeah. my friend. I tell you, <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time quitting. All right, so good, good on you. So you went to that first meetup, and there you are. I imagine you're kind of like, you know. A little bit stunned and and wondering what the heck's going on. And did you go by yourself? Did you go with a friend? Did you go with a parent? What what did you do? Yeah, actually, I went by myself. Um, mm -hmm. It was you know very it was very nerve wracking. None of my friends were into real estate or nothing. You know, no. they wanted to go out and party and things like that. Uh, so I, I went by myself, and I'm I am a more of an extrovert. So I was talking with everybody in the room. You know, Good. I was just saying, hey, you know, I'm a young guy. I want to get into real estate, and you know, I'm looking for a mentor or someone who can kind of, you know, teach me about real estate and kind of, you know, either take me under their wing or direct me into a, to a path where I can go, where I can learn more. And, um, someone directed me over to someone named Paul Tannehill. And, uh, I introduced myself to Paul and he kind of, he ended up taking me under his wing, um, showing me, teaching me about multifamily and real estate investing and how I can get started developing my mindsets and all these sorts of things. And we met back in um, August or September last year. And the growth since then has been exponential. I've achieved more in the last six months than I ever thought I would in the next five years. And so so what, what what have you achieved in the last six months? What, what does that look like for you? Well, I've uh, got my first property under contract, a 10-unit building in London, Ontario. Nice. Um, so that alone has just absolutely blown my mind, you know, getting into this, I just looked at, you know, single families, duplexes, triplexes. <laughs> the fact that I've got a, a 10 unit under contract at this age, this early in my journey, is just, it's, it's so, blown so my walk mind. us through that. How did you find that 10 unit building? Yeah. So it was actually on the MLS, uh, woke up one morning and something was just telling me in the back of my head, like, you know, check realtor.ca, go take a look. Right. Okay. So I was like, all right. Yeah. So, you know, I wake up, I go take a look and I see this 10 unit property in London, um, listed at like 1.2 million. It was a great deal. And, um, so I ran through the numbers later that day and I call up Paul and I was like, Paul, like, you know, you got to check out this deal. Like it's, it's phenomenal. We got to take action on it. We got to go see it. And he was like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's funny you say that because me and Mark, uh, Mark is actually the host of the networking events that I went to where we met. And he was like, yeah, we were just actually talking about that deal. We were, we were going to go down at the end of the week and uh, do a walkthrough. You should come and join us. So oh, I was like, absolutely. Perfect. I'd love to. And uh, yeah, so we, we go down to the, to the property. It's beautiful location. Um, you know, we were able to check off all of our boxes and we saw the potential in the building. And so, you know, we put in an offer uh, that night and, you know, from there, there was a bit of a, a bidding war. We were going back and forth with a couple offers and we ended up getting it under contract, um, 250,000 over uh, the list price. Over the list price. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's listed for 1.1. So you're getting it for 1.3, whatever, basically. Sorry. Yeah. 1.45. We got 1.45. All right. Very good. And it's a 10 unit and even at one point almost 1.5 million. How does the cash flow look like it's going to be on this property? Uh, yeah, as it sits currently, um, annual cash flow is uh, 33,000. So it should be cash flowing right off the buy. 
we do have a vacant commercial unit in the bottom of which um, Mark, the host of the networking events that I was going to, he has a couple of restaurants in Hamilton. So he was actually looking at putting a uh, one of his restaurants down there in the bottom. So you know, we had a commercial tenant right off the bat, which was perfect. And uh, just you know, increasing that cash flow right off the bat as soon as we get that restaurant renovated and uh, going in there. All right. Well, that's fantastic, Quentin. So you have done something very smart. You've partnered up with a couple of experienced real estate investors. They've kind of taken you under under their wing, so to speak. What are they looking for from you as a partner in this deal? Because uh, forgive me if, I, if I'm making an assumption, but uh, I'm thinking you're probably not the guy that brought all the cash to the table. Uh, you're not the guy that even found the deal initially. They, they'd already seen the deal. You weren't the guy crunched the numbers because they probably were and 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 showing you what they're what they're doing as they're going along. So what is your role in this first deal? What's what's your job going to be primarily? My job was uh finding the capital. Uh so it was an amazing experience for me. I learned a lot um from doing it more than any course that I took. Yeah, uh, as soon sure. as kind of we got this property under contracts, Paul let me know that, you know, if I want to get on get in on this deal, this is what I'd have to do to secure that equity position. So, and, so, okay. So walk us through that. <laughs> walk yeah. us through that. What, what does that mean exactly? So you're, you got this, this property under contract, 1.5 million, give or take. Um, how much capital do you need to raise or did you need to raise to close on this project? Yeah. So we were looking to raise a million dollars to 500,000 for the acquisition, 500,000 for the renovations that were required. And um, so, yeah, that's, uh, we instantly reached out to our networks and uh, was just, you know, looking around for people who were interested in investing in London. And um, it was very hard in the beginning. It was mm -hmm. extremely difficult, a lot more challenging than I would, I could have expected. Yeah. So what, what did you do to reach out to people? What, what, what did you try first? Because this is always fascinating, Quentin. It's, it's just a, to hear people's stories, how did how did you make that work? Especially being a, you know, a, a fresh faced eighteen year old kid, how did you get anybody to pay attention to you? <laughs> um, yeah, in the very beginning, I was just calling up the people that the few people that I already knew uh, in real estate, and just calling them, asking them if they would be interested, if they knew anybody who was interested in investing in London. Whole lot of no's, whole lot of no's. Yeah. Um, and you know, we all know those those Facebook groups um, where you know everybody puts in their deals and, you know, you get 20, 30 emails in the comments, you know, telling us, you know, send me your deal, send me your deal. Yeah. Um, 90% are tire kickers anyways. So I went through that whole thing, sending out to multiple groups. And so how, uh, how long did you have, leads. what kind of time frame did you have to raise a million bucks? Well, at least the 500,000 to close on it. What was your time frame? Yeah. So we got under contract mid January and the initial closing date was April 18th. Uh, we did have to push that. So now it is uh, May 18th. Okay, very good. All right. So you, <laughs> you got a, a couple of, you got this in January. So you had a few months to to kind of raise half a million bucks, starting from scratch, no experience, just kind of grinding it out. So you're reaching out to all these people that you kind of had contacts with through your, the real estate club in Hamilton, I'm sure. And then all these different Facebook groups that Supposedly people are serious investors, but they're mostly tire kickers. So you're, you're going through that whole grind. What kind of, 
ended up working for you, Quentin? Well, what I ended up doing was uh, finding somebody through Wealth Genius, which is uh, a real estate community that I'm a part of. I'm sure many people have heard of Wealth Genius. Um, a fantastic um, group of you know like-minded individuals, like many of the others out there. Um, so where I ended up raising uh, money was actually through somebody I knew in that group. Mm. Um, it did take a lot of time of, you know, uh, letting them know about the project. We ended up bringing them down and uh, continuing the conversation, walking around in the area. Um, it did take a lot of time to I can't think of the right word here to kind of get them committed, um, you know, strike that interest and following through with uh, until they decided that, uh, you know, this is this is a good investment that I should make. And uh, I can see my grow my money growing well here and that this is a good team to to be a part of. So basically you raised the 500,000 ended up from how many people? Uh, to be fair, I only raised 100,000. Um, well, that's, that's not bad for it's, the first kick of the can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so you brought on one investor with a hundred grand. That's it. Okay, that's it. good. Hey, that's awesome, man. Not, not that's it. That's very, very good for your first, <laughs> your first run at it. That's a hell of a lot better than I did when I first was, was trying to do that kind of stuff. And, Crash and burn. Mind you, I only had two weeks to try and raise the money. So that was a, a big challenge. <laughs> yeah. That's when I kind of, you know, just reminding the listeners, my whole philosophy is instead of waiting until you got a deal on the go, try to get your investors lined up first and then find the deals. It just makes life so much simpler, so much less stressful. But anyhow, so that's good. So you brought on one investor with a hundred grand. You've got your two other primary partners in the deal. Are you are you able to share how you're going to be structuring this deal between you guys as the general partners and your limited partners or your investor partners, uh, however you've got that set up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we were doing like a 50-50 split between general partners and uh, limited partners. Uh, mm -hmm. We're doing like a JV um, kind of structure. So we're also, we're, we're doing more or less, right, the with, uh, equity positions. Um, so breaking, breaking the deal down, really, um, we've got myself, Mark and, um, Paul on yeah. the active side, as well as a couple other partners who are, you know, raising some other capital and things like that. Um, and then all of our investors on, uh, on the capital side. So it's going to be a 50, 50 split. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a smaller type property. Once you get up into bigger multifamilies, typically the split is more weighted towards your investors, towards the limited partners, just to make it make sense financially for them. Um, okay. So you guys, you've got this locked in for 1.5. Basically, you're going to have to put another 500,000 into this to renovate it. Um, what, what, so, so is it, it sounds like a value add. What kind of renovations are you going to be doing on this property besides for the, for the restaurant downstairs and the commercial side? Yeah. So currently all nine uh, residential units are um, occupied at the moment. We have eight, one beds and a bachelor. Uh, we are uh, planning on just completely renovating the whole unit. Um, they are very older, outdated. Uh, they needed a lot of like a big, a big refreshment. Uh, yeah. to you know, achieve those market rents in the area. So we really plan on, well, they're actually something really cool about all of these units. They've, they've, they've got like a brick wall. Um, it's an amazing accent wall. There's a lot of character in the building. So we definitely wanted to keep that. Nice. But, uh, how, old, yeah. how old is the building? 
Uh, it was built in the thirties. Okay. So it is yeah, an older so, building. Yeah. Um, we had the inspector come in there, uh, and you know, everything was foundation was solid. Uh, it is a triple brick, um, building. So I guess it was, you know, how they built it back then. It was apparently very solid basement was yeah. completely dry, no leaks, nothing. Um, so it really was, uh, it's a fantastic building, a lot of potential in there. Um, especially it's got good, it's I can't got good bones as they say, right? Yes, exactly. Nice, exactly. Nice. Nice. Awesome. So Quentin, that's, that is great. And you're going to refresh these units, perk them up a little bit. Uh, what's the rent roll like right now? And what do you anticipate it to be once you guys get all the renos done? Yeah. So right now, uh, average rents, um, for those residential units are $900 a month. Um, market rents in the area are looking at 1800 in the downtown core there where, uh, where we're for, looking for a one unit, one bedroom. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you can basically major value add there. You're doubling the rents basically, right? Right. After, after you refresh the whole thing, that's going to be a huge boost in the value of that property. That's for sure. Um, big challenge though, with Ontario is the, you know, landlord tenancy board, all that kind of stuff going on there. Same thing here in BC, very difficult to get tenants out if they don't want to leave what are the plans for getting the turnover like you need? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely is a pain being here in Ontario with those uh, with those laws. But, uh, you know, good old fashioned cash for keys is probably going to be our first strategy. Um, we are feeling a little bit better about it since a lot of our tenants are a younger demographic. Okay. So they haven't really gotten to that place yet where they're, they're calling it home. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and as far as we know, they haven't, most of them have not been living there too long, only the past couple of years, really. So, um, you know, being either students or, you know, uh, early to mid twenties, we'll find that, you know, if we, you know, offer them maybe a few thousand dollars, they may say, okay, this could, you know, help me with my student loans or, you know, this could help me do this or that. Right. Um, a lot of people, I shouldn't say everybody, but some people are really not too aware of what's going on in the real estate market. And, unless they know somebody else who's renting at a higher, at a higher amount elsewhere, they may not be too aware on, you know, what's going on in circumstances in the market. So not necessarily that could be something we could take advantage of, but um, it's, it's definitely something. Yeah. You know, five, five grand today might seem like a lot of money for somebody not realizing that their rent's going to double as soon as they find another place. But yeah, that's, that's, yeah, no, that makes sense. It is, it is a challenge. That's for sure but it sounds like you guys have got a good plan there. So, okay, cool. So you got your, your, your first you Quentin bringing value to the table is you helped raise some of the capital for the down payment, at least on this property. You're probably continuing to move forward with, with trying to raise capital for the renovation type stuff. What other roles are you planning to play as the project progresses or what, what are your, what are the other jobs that you're going to be doing that, that you foresee? Uh, yeah, I'd love to help out with uh, property management if that's that's something I'm able to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to kind of get in there and do as many hands-on activities as possible, being being in the, um, in the building, on the job. Uh, yeah. you know, just being young and still somewhat new to this field, it's, I want to get my hands on everything. I want to experience as much as I can. Nice. So, you know, maybe helping out doing that cash on keys or property management, um, you know, hearing about the issues in the building, going down there, checking it out, seeing what's wrong, how I can kind of recognize that in other buildings. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, all of that active stuff. I want to I want to be all over it. I want to be doing as much as I can and soaking up as much as I can. 
Awesome. 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 All right. Well, you're off to a good start there, Quentin. What what are you planning on doing? What's what are the next steps that you're planning on your real estate journey? Yeah. Um, now that I've gotten to this building, my mindset has grown a lot, I'd say, when it comes to the number of units and buildings that I'm buying. So um I want to go 10 plus from now on. Um looking more in that London area, I really like that market uh within Ontario at least. Uh, London, Sarnia, um, Chatham, Windsor, that whole uh, southern region of Ontario there. Um, but I'd also, I'd love to move out to Edmund, or Alberta, Edmonton, or Calgary. Uh, I know the market out there is looking much better than it is here in Ontario, uh, potentially on the East Coast as well. But uh, the U.S. is definitely a market I'd love to take advantage of in the future. Tons of opportunity down there. Uh, I haven't really looked too much in specific states that I'd like to invest in, but um, I have done some research and I see that the opportunity there is just hundredfold of you know what we've got here in Canada. At least tenfold. They got ten yeah. times the population. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Quentin. All right. So, what do you see being some of the challenges for you moving ahead? Yeah, I would say number one. I do say that this is more of a mindset issue, but my age, you know, some people may look at me and say, okay, this kid, this kid doesn't know a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it really is how you look at the situation, how you present yourself. And I can see that my age is definitely something I can overcome. I have uh, a bit of a reputation. Time will take care of that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I know you're, you're right because, um, there's pros and cons. There's definitely a lot more pros than cons. You might not see it all the time, but there's there's tons of pros there. I think the biggest thing for you, if if I may make some suggestions for you, over the next couple of years, Quentin, are to number follow your plan. So number one, really take a deep dive in this deal that you're doing right now. Even though you're probably just getting a tiny sliver of equity in this deal, you know, your the cash flow is going to be minimal for you for a long time. That's okay. This, I mean, pour your heart and soul into this deal that you've got on the go. And like I say, like you said, you're, you're learning on the job, right? So go roll up your sleeves, get right involved there with the property management side of things, you know, all the detail type stuff, learn it inside out the the good the bad the ugly all of that stuff so that you've got that track record so as you're doing that then yes definitely be looking at other deals but i think a really wise thing for you to do would be to hit it hard on the investor relations side of things okay so if i had one suggestion for you there i know you brought one investor on board how many other limited partners are there in this deal? Uh, at the moment, we have three. Three other three. ones. Okay, so three total? Mm, or four total, I guess. Four total. All right, great. Then if I were you, I would try as hard as possible to be the investor liaison person of the team, the investor relations person, or at least help out with that as much as possible so that you're you're actually the one doing the reports for your investors. You're the one that's showing them what's going on. You're the one that's explaining how things are going. And are you going to be having these investor meetings live in person or on Zoom? What what do you see happening there? 
Uh, sorry, with the investors for the deals? Yeah, yeah. For, the, um, for this deal, for the deal that you're working on. Yeah, uh, majority of those would be over Zoom. Okay, perfect. Record all of them. Okay, record, you know, make sure you're recording all of those. And as you're developing, you know, this relationship with those investors, not just the one that you brought on board, but the other ones as well, they are going to be a great source of capital for future deals, as well as referrals to other investors. So once they know that Quinton's the real deal, that this kid's on top of it, that he's Johnny on the spot, you know, learning as he goes, and they're not going to expect perfection. But if you're if you're there being responsible, showing up on time, doing what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, that's going to go a long way. So then you can, you can be bringing those guys and gals on board for your future deals. But just importantly, start getting introductions from them to their spheres, right? Because here's the big challenge you got right now, Quentin. You're 18. None of your sphere has any money to, of significance to put into a deal, right? So you have to, you have to find the old farts like me and, and whatnot that, that do have the money and that do know other people with money. So again, be your parents and your parents' friends and your friends' parents' friends and, and those kind of things. But the shortcut is go to the people that are already putting in the money and really dial in those relationships. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. like branching into one network and into the next and the next. Word of mouth is very powerful, very powerful for sure. Well, definitely. But again, the, the whole deal here, the big tip I have for you is that wherever possible, you be involved with those investor relations, those investor communications, that 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 role within the group. Does that make sense? And, Absolutely. and chances are, you know, even if they won't hand all of that over to you right away, they'll let you tag along so that you can see what's going on and and you can get to know these people. Yeah, I, sure. I would highly, highly recommend that you do that. And then moving ahead, it's a matter of keep doing whatever you did to find this one investor, keep doing more of that now before you've got the next deal on the go, take some of that pressure off, you know, you know, use the deal that you guys are working on as kind of a case study to stretch your stuff and, and show the team that you're working with and really position yourself as the up and coming go-getter kind of guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We were actually, I was talking with Paul about this and he was like, you did like exactly what you were saying, having the investors in place first before having the deal, right? And he said, this was basically the first time he's kind of had that. He's had the deal, but no investors lined up. And he was like, we are not doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. All right, Quinn. Well, this is, this has been a lot of fun. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. If somebody who's listening to the show would like to connect with you, What's the number one best way for them to do that? Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me at Instagram at uh, QVB underscore investor or on Facebook, just uh, Quentin Van Beek. Perfect. All right, Quentin. Well, keep up the good work. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great to, ha- it was great to be on the show. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode.